Have you ever asked yourself, am I the toxic one in the relationship? Maybe the back and forth, the craziness that is exuded with you and another person starts to make you wonder and make you think, maybe even believe that you're the toxic one or maybe that you're both toxic. Has that question ever posed to you before? Well, we're gonna dive into a couple things today talking about it. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge at claritychallenge.net. If you like what you see here, uh, learning about narcissistic abuse and how it actually works and functions, then go ahead and subscribe to the channel. would love to have you a part of the community. My goal today is to try to help identify some aspects of toxicity and also what to do about it. The, the idea is to have you know what is true and how to start exemplifying change in your own life. And oftentimes when we're talking about toxicity and we're talking about it in a relationship, it's like, wait a second, like who's toxic or not? I get this all the time when I'm doing one-on-ones with people where I might have someone who calls me up and is like, I'm pretty sure that the person I'm with is toxic. And then they start going through everything that they've done in the relationship. And I'm just like, eh. No, it might be the other way around. Now, that doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen every once in a while of trying to have to bring some light to some people that actually are contributors in that toxicity. Well, sometimes I also have people that contact me that are like, maybe I'm the narcissist or maybe I'm the toxic one. And we start going through stuff and start talking through stuff and we're like, well, it doesn't really match up. It sounds more like something that someone else put on you or projected on you than actually the truth of the situation. A lot of times people say, you know, am I a narcissist? And then typically the aspect is like, well, if you're asking, then you must not be because a narcissist wouldn't know enough to ask. I want to be able to like just throw that out there real quick to debunk that and kind of get rid of it. Uh, a lot of times people are using that response as a way to be able to justify more abuse. And I've had several people that have been with a narcissist, with a toxic person that have said, but I asked, am I a narcissist? And people said no. Or but because I'm asking that I'm a narcissist, then I can't be one, right? And then they go right back to doing the same things that they've always done. One thing that was super helpful for me and for my journey and also for Lee Hammock and his journey with running the platform Mental Healness is when we reached out to a therapist, the therapist never responded, well, if you're asking, then you're probably not a narcissist. Instead, it was like, come on in, let's go ahead and talk about that to be able to figure out what's going on and be able to identify the things that were inside us that were toxic, okay? So, First off, if you start thinking through that idea of like, well, you asked, then you're probably not. Let's just go ahead and get rid of that. If you're struggling with the question, am I a narcissist? Then one, either one let's talk or two, just keep listening here so we can talk about some of the toxicity and what we need to do about it. Okay. If you identify that there is toxicity in your life, if you identify like, hey, I have these traits that I'm not really happy about. I have this stuff that has been hurting another person or has been affecting a person a certain way. Well, Let's identify it and let's start working on that to heal, grow, and change and to grow in that certain direction of being able to get better from whatever attributes or aspects that are in our lives that are toxic. Going into that, one of the biggest problems of one of the number one reasons why people don't fix toxicity in their life is truth. Oftentimes, truth for a lot of people seems very elusive. 
I'm like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't want to actually acknowledge what it actually is because it's convicting. It's hard. It's frustrating. It's like, I don't actually want to own up to this. The hard thing is, whether we're talking about a narcissist or whether we're talking about a survivor, both struggle sometimes of coming to terms with the truth. A narcissist typically doesn't want to be honest with the stuff that is inside, the stuff that they're running from, the stuff that they're projecting. And oftentimes the survivor doesn't want to admit the truth of what just happened or the relationship that they just got out of or how that person actually didn't care, etc. So a lot of times people are running from the truth no matter. Well, what is the truth? Oftentimes people want to run from the truth because it's just the straight up facts. That's it. What are the facts of the situation? This means we don't bring shame to the table saying like, oh, you didn't do that. So you should be shamed. No, we say, this is what you did. This is what you've done. This is what you just did. What are we actually going to do about it? And when people are able to say, hey, this is the truth, we're able to start identifying what it is. We're able to start identifying the problems that we're seeing on a day-to-day basis and then what we need to actually do to work through it. So the first step is like getting to the truth of understanding, hey, there's something inside me that's like toxic. There's something inside me that I'm struggling with. This is what it is, okay? Now what are we going to do with that? How are we going to grow from it? How are we going to change? How are we going to get help, get coaches, get therapists? How are we going to focus on healing that spot that we've identified could be toxic? Now, in a relationship with a toxic person or with a narcissist, a lot of times you're going to have a lot of things thrown at you that make you wonder and make you confused about what is actually happening. Sometimes you'll get projected on and and confused with the idea of like, hey, what you're doing is hurting other people. And you're accused of being toxic because you're hurting other people. Okay, well, then you have to sit back. Is this actually valid? How are you hurting another person? How is this actually being exemplified? Because a lot of times a narcissist will say that you're doing something when in reality, it's them reacting to a normal response or it's them responding to something that is absolutely normal for you. Good example would be the idea of boundaries. A lot of times a toxic person will say that you are hurting them because you have boundaries. They'll say your boundaries are limiting me. They might not use boundaries, but they'll they'll say like, you're limiting me. You're controlling me, all those different types of things. And when it comes down to it, boundaries aren't meant for the other person. Boundaries are meant for you. Boundaries are meant to say, hey, this is the level that I will deal with stuff. And then past that level, I'm not partaking with that relationship, with that communication, whatever it might be. Oftentimes a narcissist and toxic person will try to switch that and be like, wait a second, your boundaries are are protecting you from me getting what I want. And so being able to look at that and be like, wait a second, like this person is saying that they're hurt, but is that actually valid? This person is saying that I'm being awful, but is that actually valid? Is it because of me setting up boundaries for myself and they're trying to apply that to them? Or am I doing something that is hurting that person? If so, let's take a look at it. Let's work on healing, growing, and changing. Sometimes it might be looking back at previous relationships and being like, how has this been affected in past relationships? Is this something where this toxicity, this reactive abuse, this frustration has come out in all different relationships? Or is it just this one? Is there something different about this communication structure that I have with this person that's happening now versus before? 
you know, sometimes it's like there hasn't been any crazy relationships. This is the first time that this has actually happened. And oftentimes that's because there's manufactured emotions or where a narcissist will manufacture jealousy will manufacture reactive abuse by anger and frustration and hurt and all different types of things that get put together to be like, hey, I'm going to make you react the way that I want you to react. So you need to take a look at like, wait a second, has this been happening before with in previous relationships with other people or is this happening the very first time? A lot of times narcissists struggle to develop a conscious idea of patterns that have happened. This is why they can keep going through person, through person, through person, supply, supply, supply to get to the next person because they think that's going to fix it or help the situation when it actually doesn't. Then you need to go through and you need to start identifying some of the things that you don't like. Some of the things that you need to identify inside yourself, like, wait a second, I don't really like how I respond to this person. I don't really like how I show up in this way. I don't really like how I reacted in this situation. And we start taking a look at the triggers and the stories that we're telling ourselves that put us in a situation to say, hey, this needs to change. What do we need to do? What do we need to develop to grow, heal, and change in this certain area? That's one of the things that's essential in growth is putting a plan into place and attacking it of like, here's what I'm going to do. Here's how I'm going to track it. This is how it's going to be quantifiable. And I'm going to make sure that it's actually changing, growing, and developing. If it's not, then I'm not actually doing anything about it. And I'm not being, number one reason why people don't fix toxicity, not being truthful. So getting back to that place of identifying what you see and what you want to work on and then putting a plan in place is absolutely essential for that healing, growth, and change. Last but not least, as we're talking through some of these aspects, self-reflection is absolute key. To be able to sit and look inward and say, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, and then to start building that plan. A lot of times people struggle with self-reflection. They struggle with meditation. They struggle with sitting in silence because they're too afraid of themselves or what they might hear or the hurt that might come up. And as a result, they don't really offer the opportunity for healing to take place in their life. If you're interested in some of the stuff I've been talking through today, I want to offer a chance to give you more help by logging into claritychallenge.net. It's a step-by-step program over a period of 45 days to help you rewire your mindset, to help you heal, grow, and change from the toxicity, from that relationship that you're either in currently or you've gotten away from and you're still looking for who are you. A lot of times people struggle with that thought and with the idea of who they are, of what what they're doing here, of what hobbies they like, of what things they enjoy after they've been in a toxic relationship because they've lost themselves. I want to challenge you to join us in the next challenge happening soon at ClarityChallenge.net to find yourself after the toxicity. 